This is episode 21 of the No Limits podcast. Thanks for joining us again. The podcast is brought to you by Tangle Free Waterfowl. You work hard all year long, anticipating the small window of time you get to spend in the blind. How disappointing is it then to get to that moment only to have your gear fail? Tangle Free delivers gear that is that functions exactly as it's designed to function every time, year after year after year. You've heard me say, don't waste your hard-earned time and money on gear that only lasts a year or two. Head over to TangleFree.com for panel blinds, layout blinds, decoys, and accessories. And because you are a valuable No Limits podcast subscriber, you'll get free shipping on your entire order. Just enter promo code PASSION at checkout, P-A-S-S-I-O-N at checkout. Think about how much you can save on bulky, expensive-to-ship items like blinds and decoys. TangleFree.com, promo code PASSION at checkout for free shipping, TangleFree.com. Is your coffee is your coffee hunter friendly? I'll get it out. Do you really know where your coffee comes from? Who are you really paying to get it here? And what are the political ideologies and agendas of the buyers and middlemen? What if I told you there's a coffee producer that buys directly from the farmer, cuts out the anti-Second Amendment and anti-hunting middlemen, supports the U.S. Sportsman Alliance, and has great tasting, full-body, delicious coffee? Hunter's Blend Coffee is that company. We had Paul and Mike on the podcast explaining their revolutionary approach to their direct trade model and the impact it's made on the poor farming communities. I would invite you to go back and listen to episode 16 of the podcast. This new purchasing model has put money back into farming communities, helped open churches, made health care available, and has absolutely changed lives, not to mention helped fight terrible anti-hunting and anti-Second Amendment legislation where we need it most, in the courtroom. Head over to huntersblendcoffee.com and use the promo code NOLIMITS, all one word, N-O-L-I-M-I-T-S, no limits at checkout and get 10% off your order. You're going to buy coffee. Why not have it delivered from a company that has your hunting and Second Amendment rights in mind and supports your right to hunt and save 10% in the process? Great coffee and a great mission. Huntersblendcoffee.com. Okay. My guest today is a guy that I am absolutely blessed to call my friend and someone you have heard me speak about many times before on the podcast, Matt Robertson. Matt is a field pastor with Revelation Outdoors. He's an ex-Army sniper who served two tours in Iraq, came home to be a sheriff's deputy with the Cross County Sheriff's Department, and then joined the Arkansas State Highway Patrol. Matt and I connected several years ago when I messaged him about possibly Coming up to Arkansas and filming a speckle belly goose hunt, uh, what grabbed my attention was how open and intentional Matt is with his faith and how he uses goose hunting to share the gospel. I didn't know then that that weekend spent with Matt on his farm outside of Wynn, Arkansas would be the start of way more than a friendship. Uh, Matt has been a spiritual grounding rod for me when I need to talk to someone or I need some guidance, uh, whatever it is, Matt doesn't always tell me what I want to hear, but everything he tells me is firmly based on our common faith and convictions and what we both know is biblical truth. He is a speckle belly goose fanatic and has a drive to figure out what birds are doing and thinking like no one else I've ever hunted with. He's the chairman of the Langle River Christian Waterfowlers Association and one of the funniest guys I know, believe me. 
I spent four days in a truck, round trip to and from Canada with him, and at several points had to beg him to stop because my face was hurting from laughing so hard. Um, today we talk about Matt's time in the Army and how his two tours in Iraq helped shape and define his own personal faith in Christ. We talk about our trip to Canada and tell a few Matt stories from that trip and just have a good time catching up. As I said before, he is ADD about two things, Jesus and speckle belly geese, and you're about to find out that I am telling the truth. So here is my brother, Matt Robertson. How you doing, man? Dude, I am doing wonderful. You always say that. Anytime I call you, it's always like you never have a bad day. Well, Matt Robertson does have bad days. <laughs> uh, he does, man. You know, but uh, let let me let me say this, man. There's always someone's having a worse day than you. Somewhere in the world, man, somebody is always having a worse day than you. And so when basically, yeah, man, when you call me, you're like, how are you doing, man? I said, I'm doing wonderful. You know, I mean, I am. And uh, when you have when you when you have Jesus in your life. Then. You know, your days here on Earth, you need to be using them wisely. And so, Roger yeah, that. man, it, it's a it's a wonderful day. Roger that. You know, I mean, so, so yeah, man, wonderful. But you day. didn't that. What a lot of guys don't know is they like people see you now and see your faith. And, and I, just so you, know, I, I'm always I, I am always an admirer of your faith. Um, but people see that and think you've been that way forever, and that's not the case. No. Uh, yeah. Talk to just to so start back up and talk about where you grew up and kind of what that was like, and we'll get into your army service and because I think from from your your project identity video you did that's kind of where your faith became your own. Um, as a lot of guys that go overseas, uh, you tend to find that when faced with um, the possibility of not coming home. Um, but talk about growing up in, in Arkansas and kind of what that was like and how you wound up where you are. And, and we'll get into, uh, we'll get into kind of your army service and transition there. Uh, so you, uh, you may tell you about my, uh, about my faith and that sort of thing first and whatever and, you want, man. Yeah. Well, I, I grew up in a small town here in Arkansas. When I say a small town, I mean, it's like, you know, 3,500 people, 4,000 people, um, for, for the guys listening, you know, the, the high school here, you know, the big city here in, in cross County, as you would say, is like a four, a five, a school. Well, I went to the two, a school, you know, <laughs> but they uh, can only afford two A's. Yeah. Two A's, but, uh, it's a small town and it's kind of like everybody knows everybody and, you know, I was real blessed to have parents that actually went to church. And uh, I was, I tell people that I was a drug baby. I was drugged to church, you know. And, right. uh, and so um, I went to, you know, Sunday school and, and Sunday morning services and Sunday night services. And, 
you know, I grew up in church, you know, so I heard the sermons and, and the Bible stories and, and, and all of that. And, and I was, you know, I accepted Christ in my life as a, you know, when I was a child at an early age at a, at a youth camp. And, um, so, you know, and I, and I did dumb stuff, you know, like most kids do. And, and, um, you know, just kind of like, you know, yeah, you know, I, you know, I, you know, following Jesus is not really cool with the people that you're trying to impress or, or what and this and that. And, and, um, you know, and I, and I fell into that trap as a child and I mean, I really had. And then as I got older and, and, and things like that, you know, I mean, it's kind of like what we talk about. Joey is like, you know, I really didn't, I really didn't call upon the, you know, I really didn't call upon the Lord or for his pray, you know, unless something was going bad. It's kind of like, you know, Oh crap, you know, this has happened. So, you know, mm-hmm. then you really, really quick to hit them knees and say, you know, God, if you really get me out of this, then uh, I won't do this no more. Or why yeah. Not. You, you have a conditional relationship with him. As long as you do something for me, then I promise I'll do these other things for you. Yeah. And, and you know, but you know what, Matt, a lot of people, there's, there's a lot of guys especially that are like that what you said a minute ago is true you know follow i don't know about following jesus man that ain't too you don't fit in with the cool crowd if you're if you're like that i was like that for 40 years um and it was one of those deals where okay i'll put you on a shelf until i need you you just stay there and i'll let you know when i need you and i'll i'll handle things my own way and then when i can't figure it out and i screw it up enough then i'll Maybe I'll send you a prayer or two, and and then, and then you do what you do, and then I'll put you back on the shelf. Yeah, you know, and I tell you something that really that 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 I really man, it like it man, it like hit me right between the eyes. And uh, someone told me one time, you know, they were like, um, they, uh, oh, it, it's 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 kind of like. Um, Oh man, I got lost of the words of thought. Is there so many? When you start talking about Jesus, that kind of goes through. You know, I was kind of. Hey, like, what did I what did I tell Edward? You were ADD about. <laughs> you told him that I was ADD about Jesus Christ and speckle belly geese. Roger that. And and, and I, I I really am. Uh, I don't. It's not like you know. You told me you was admirer of my faith, and man, that's. I really hope I don't ever let you down, you know, and, and it's not, I just, you know, like, you know, Romans one sixteen, you know, I'm not ashamed of mm-hmm. the gospel, you know, and mm-hmm. that that is one of my favorite verses. And, and, um, you know, Oh, what I was going to say earlier, I'm sorry, Joey, but it's, it's, um, <laughs> 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 no, no. What I was, what I was going to say, and I lost my train. Wait, of wait if, if all right, well, don't lose it because if anybody, I think I have told Matt Robertson stories on just about every episode of the podcast, and I knew going into this one that we would get about six minutes and fifty-seven seconds into it, and I just would start laughing again. <laughs> no, when you was talking about putting putting Jesus on the chef, man. Yeah, it, it's. It, this is what hit me between the eyes, uh, what I was referring to earlier. And uh, that is like, I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior, you know, 
but it's kind of like, all right, I've got that ticket punched to heaven, so now I can go and do what I want to. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You got yeah. a license to go be stupid. You know, yeah. I mean, like, you know, hey, I can do this and this because all I got to do is ask for forgiveness, right? And, well, and, and, I, and not even ask for it. It's already given to you. I don't even have to ask for it if I don't want to. I mean, that that's, you know what? And and I hope that I don't, uh, you know, I don't offend anybody that's going to listen to this. But, and I'm not judging you. I'm not. I really, I'm not judging you. For someone that's been there, if you're living your life like that, then you need to just take a second right now and reevaluate your life. And if you're good with that, or, or whatever you need to do. Yeah, something's not right. Something's not right. And, you know, I'm not the judge of that, and I'm Mm-mm. not going to be the judge of that. But if if you are living your life that way, then you you really you really need to get in that book and read it. You really do, you know. Yeah, and, here's, here's something that our pastor said uh, in Bible study. Uh, he said it a bunch of times, but... How would you, and look, this is not about living your life to be a good person, uh, because I ask myself this all the time. How would your conduct look? Or what, what, yeah, what would your conduct be if Christ were sitting right next to you? Like when I get in traffic and somebody pulls out in front of me and does something stupid, right? Right. Um, and I just go all windshield crazy on them. Um, would I do that if... Jesus of Nazareth were sitting right next to me? No. And he said, okay, well, if that's the case, don't you know that you're, he, you're indwelt with him? Now, you, he's always with you. So, you know, that's even worse. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to put it in perspective. You know, I'm from Arkansas, so I'm going to put this in Arkansas. I'm going to explain this as, you know, as... R- River Rat Council. River Rat Council. So, you know, like you have, you know, man's law here on earth, which is, you know, the police, you know, law enforcement, this and that, correct? You know, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, don't speed or don't commit murder or, or you'll go to prison or, or you'll get a fine, right? Well, you know, in the Bible, it says, you know, which we sin, uh, we sin and, and we just, you know, that's, that is, you know, against God's law. Are, are you tracking? Yeah. So, you know, make a long, you know, for that parable or not a parable, but for that, you know, what it says in the Bible. So like if a policeman stop you and he's about to write you a ticket and there's a man that comes up and says, you know what? I'll pay that. I'll pay that speeding ticket. You would look at that guy and go. You know, you'd be thankful, right? You know, mm-hmm. like, hey, man, this guy's going to pay my speeding ticket. I was wrong. The police gave me a ticket, and he's going to pay it for me. Or, you know, if, if you know, like a guy that's on death row or a guy that committed murder, and he was, he's sentenced to, you know, to die, you know, in the lethal, you know, a, you know a lethal injection or whatnot. And then there's, a, there's just a guy that comes up and says, you know what? I'll pay his punishment, I'll pay for it. Mm-hmm. Let him go, but I'll pay for it. You know? Yeah. You know, and so that's what Jesus done when he came. He paid our price. He paid He paid the price for our sins. And so, 
I mean, I mean, it's and here, I mean, but here's the thing, Matt. I think a lot of guys, all right, and we're getting into this now. It's fine. I think a lot of guys um, look at that and they they understand that and they're fine with that truth, but they look at religion and they go, that's, that's fine. I I just, I'm not a religious, like I can't get down with religion and, um, I don't want to stop having a good time or I'm, you know, I'll lose all my friends or I'm, they have such a skewed view of what being a follower of Christ truly is. Um, that I, I don't I don't think that they see him as a number one as human first of all because they obviously have no relationship with him which is what he really wants I think that what they think impresses God is what they see in a lot of churches in men and it just looks very boring um like they think that, oh, well, I'm not masculine. Uh, you know, I'll lose my masculinity. They're going to pull my man card. Um, you know, I'm not one of these guys that's going to hold their hands up and, and hot dude, if you've ever seen me, I'm not either. <laughs> no, like I am the furthest from that. Uh, me, uh, you know, me either. Um, and not that I try to be, I'm just, no. I, I'm a very introverted person when it comes to worship but when it comes to giving a testimony or talking about what scripture says versus what the world says um if we're the body of christ dude i'm the mouth right plain and simple that's that's right you know you know just like kind of like what um how you and i you know started our relationship with is i started being very, I guess you could say, uh, open, animated. You know, you know, open with my faith, right? And um, I, I just, you know, like you said, you know, I'm I'm very very passionate about waterfowl, you know, and waterfowl hunting, and especially speckled belly geese. And so I was kind of like, you know, you know what, you know, you know. In the Great Commission in the Bible, you know, go into the world and and speak all, all to all nations, and and um, so he basically gave us a a who and a where, but he never actually told us how to to spread the gospel. Mm-hmm. And if I can use a speckle belly goose to do that, then yeah. that's what that's what I'm going to do. You know, I'm like you said, I'm I'm ADD about two things. Jesus Christ, speckle belly geese. And so that's how that's, that was started our relationship. You know? Yeah. And, um, and the one thing I've always noticed about you is how, because, you know, I'll reach out to other people in different parts of the country and say, man, you know, uh, we'd love to get together with you guys and maybe film an episode or, or whatever. And some guys are like, eh, you know, I don't, I don't know. You were like, when do you want to come? And it's not, you just not like that with just me or us. Um, anybody that wants to hunt with Matt Robertson, if they send him a message and he's got an opening, you are so generous with, with your farm and what you have going on there and just working your tail off to put people in front of birds. Um, 
And it's because that is your mission field. And that is the way that you, you, you just said it, you use a speckle belly goose to testify. And we all have that ability in our lives where there's always, there's something that we're passionate about that we can use to reach other people. And that's what you've done. You know, Joey, everybody has a story. Everybody does. Everybody. And someone, believe it or not, someone can relate to each and every one some way, somehow. And yeah, I, I mean, if you want to come hunt with me, Joey will give you my Instagram handle and we will, uh, we can make it happen if I've got an opening. Um, I, like I said, I use, I use speckle billy geese to spread the gospel. And I mean, you're going to hear about Jesus and we're going to shoot specks in the face, but Mm. that's just, you know, it's just. You know, you know, you know, there's, there's two things, man. This scares the bejesus out of me, brother. And it says it word for word. When, whenever you're done here on earth, it's only going to be one or two ways. It's either going to be welcome, my honorable and faithful servant, or well done, my honorable and faithful servant, or depart from me for I never knew you. That is, that's in Matthew, that's 7, 20, 21, somewhere around there, 24 maybe. Yeah. And I have to tell you that that is the, not only the scariest, um, not for me because. No, but, no, I mean. To, but but you, you know what it speaks to, and, and we actually did a, a verse study on that. Um, that is very, very sad. I think it's one of the saddest verses there because there's a lot of people that, spend their lifetime doing good deeds. And, you know, I was in church and I said the prayer and I did this and I fell down on my knees and I did all these things. What he's saying is, yeah, but I never knew you. No. I, I, we, we didn't have a relationship. You know, it's kind of like this, Joey. And I look at it like this, you know, when you said, you know, I'm very generous um, with, you know, the, the land that I hunt and stuff, this and that, dude, that is a blessing. And I look at it as a blessing. You know, I would hate to go before our maker. And he says, you know, Matt, in 2018, you know, you had 60 people that hunted with you that year. And not one time did you ever mention my name. Hmm. You know, yep. and I'm, I, you know, I'd be, uh, yeah, it'd be standing there looking at him like a, a, a moth at a neon sign. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I had that, you know, I used to bring guys in the Delta with me and it was, you know, because we, we kill a lot of ducks in the Mississippi Delta and, um, guys would be like, man, I want to hunt with you. What do I have to do? I'd get on an airplane and come on, I guess. Um, but like you said, the one thing is we're going to walk and we're going to shoot ducks in the face and, you are going to hear the gospel. Like I'm going to bring you to a point where you have to decide what you believe or what you don't believe. And the way you answer the question that I'm going to ask you, okay, is, is it, it's, it's pretty weighty. It, it carries some weight. And I mean, I've got a lot of the churches and groups and everything, wild game dinners. I've spoken at a, a lot of different places and I gotten, I've gotten really good at boiling the gospel down to about 45 seconds. 
and I'll tell guys, this, this is the gospel, that God created man perfect, and, but it didn't take long. About Genesis 3, we screwed that up, right? And because of our sin, God said, you know, you can't come to me anymore, but I've got a better idea. Stay there, and I'll come to you. And he did that through Christ, who lived a sinless life and was crucified and died and was buried and on the third day rose from the grave so that we who believe in him and trust in him will rise and spend also and he spend eternity and glory with him now my question to you is do you believe that because that's john three sixteen in a nutshell yeah do sure. you believe that or do you not believe there's the crossroad and yeah. the guys have to listen because they don't know where the truck is. By the time we get that far in the swamp, if they want to get back to the four wheel or the truck, they got to listen. So, but you know, is it, uh, maybe it's effective. Maybe it's not, maybe it turns some people off, but that is the essence of the gospel. Do you believe that God became man and paid for a, paid a debt that we could never pay on our own? This ain't about going to church. This ain't about being a good person or doing good to that has nothing to do with it. Do no. you believe that he did what he what is a historical fact that he did, and do you believe that he was who he says he was? Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's that's that's. I mean, it's it's black and white, man. I mean, you can. I mean, it, my thing is, it's like kind of like, well, you know, don't don't take my word for it. I mean, if you want to no. see it, if you want to see it. I mean, I can show you. You can read it for yourself, you know? Yeah. I might be lying. Don't listen to me. You know? So, yeah, brother, man. I um, Well, talk about how you act, because we talked a lot about Speckle Belly Geese, but you weren't always, um, well, let's start before that. So, you grew up in Cross County. Um, yeah. Small place. Talk about... Uh, why and what really led you to enlist in the army and where that took you and what your job was and what you did. Gotcha, man. I, you know, as a, as a kid, you know, I, that was back, which of course everybody knows who's Rambo and, you know, all those Rambo movies and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you remember that show tour of duty? Yeah. Yeah, man. I, um, you know, with all them Vietnam shows and this and that, but, uh, I had family members that were in the military, but my grandpa Robertson was in the army and he was actually in Korea. And, um, so I'd enlisted in the army cause you know, I was kind of like, you know what, you know, I, well, my dad didn't go in the service and, um, so I was kind of like, you know what, I, I'm, I want another army uniform with Robertson on it. And so I enlisted and, uh, I did two tours over in Iraq. Um, my MOS was 11 Bravo, uh, which was, um, you know, in, in infantry, 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 right. infantry soldier. Yeah. I, um, and then, um, what I did over there, I was, uh, I was, a, you know, I was a scout sniper there and, Check. um, yeah. But, uh, anyway, I was, you know, God was, uh, you know, he allowed me to come home 
And so that that kind of where he's talking about my faith, mm. and um, and and we talked about this during on Project Identity, and um, it's kind of like you know when we was talking about you know putting God up on the shelf and yeah. you only call upon Him you know like when you want something or this and that. Well, I'll tell you what, and and, and that's because that when we go in on our daily life, we're actually taking we're actually taking our lives for, you know, for granted. Like, you know, all I'm doing is going to work. I come home. It's the same routine, blah, 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 blah. Well, whenever I got over there and they handed me a magazine full of live rounds, you know, with you being in the military, you know, the only time that you see a live round is during the range. And then they shake you down after. So, because they don't want right. you to have them, you know. That's right. So they and handed the drill me, sergeants are far away. Yes, you know. So they handed me a. As soon as you step off the plane, man, they handed you a magazine full of live rounds, and I'm like, Roger "Whoa, that. this is for real, man!" You know. <laughs> and so, man, when people that you know, you know, you know, or people that's in your unit starting to die, like with IEDs or this or that and you're like whoa you really really start evaluating your life man yeah and so i started reverting back to all of those years when i was you know like i said you know my parents you know every sunday night sunday sunday morning wednesday night uh vacation bible schools and sunday schools i started reverting back to the you know those those uh those stories and stuff in the bible and and um you know so I really, really started. That was my one of the closest relationship that I had with Christ, man. Because you know, like, like I said in my project identity, you don't. I never did know from one day to the next, or minute to minute, if I was right. going, you know, see, you know, you know, be done here on Earth, you know. Right. And so I was making sure my T's were crossed and my eyes were dotted. You know, yeah, and uh, you know, like it's kind of like you know, whenever I I do uh, Bible studies and stuff, and I ask our accountability groups, and I ask you know, hey, how's your prayer life this week? And and did you ever did you read your Bible this week? And it's kind of like you know, well, no, I I'd really did, I mean I had ball schedules and I had ball games and little league and, and you know been tied up with work. I get it, and I'm preaching to myself right now. If I can do it in war, read my Bible and pray, <laughs> then, right. then you're not too busy. You know, put the phone down, uh, turn the TV off for 30 minutes or so, and just give and just give your time to Him because He loves it. God loves it when you give when you devote time to Him. He loves it. You know. Yeah. And uh, so that was like I said, that was one of the closest that I ever that I ever my closest relationship that I ever had, you know, with, with, you know, with God. And then, you know, that, that went all the way through. And then whenever I come home, it's kind of like, thank you, God, you know, and then what you talk about as far as putting him back on the shelf and dude, that makes me feel horrible. Cause now I feel, you know, back then I felt like that I, I used him and I did, I used him, you yeah. know, and, uh, and that's something that I asked for forgiveness for, almost daily, you know, and, um, but 
I'm kind of like, you know what? I, I want that relationship. Uh, and I strive to have that relationship. And I went through some bumps and, and bruises along the way. And then I finally, you know, it dawned on me, you know, Matt, you, you knucklehead, you know, you're not living your life like the way you're supposed to. And that's a whole different thing, Joey, that we can talk about as far as, you know, how we're, how Christians are miserable or, or this and that. And it's yeah. because you can't have one or the other in your life. You can't have Christ in your life and, and full of sin because you'll have that uneasy feeling. And just the same way is like if you're full of if you're full of sin and stuff in your life, and then you put and then you hear the Holy Spirit, you have the you have the uneasy feeling is because you know it's it's kind of like the magnets, you know, when you yeah yeah yeah. You well, know, here's a couple of things on that. Um, you mentioned that you Matt, you knucklehead, which I say that all the time. Matt, you knucklehead. Yeah. Um, you but Matt, you knucklehead, you're not living your life the way you're supposed to. Um, I would push back on that a little bit and say, no, what you're feeling is you're not living your life the way you really want to. That's true. Um, and that was, that was Paul's whole point when he, you know, he went through, you know, the things that I want to do, I don't do, but I do the things that I don't want to do. Oh, wretched man that I am. And I am so glad that that verse is in scripture because I fall and I sin daily. And so guys that... If anybody's listening that say, here they go, here they're, you know, talking about the sin, everybody, everybody, Matt sinned today, Joey sinned today, plenty. Um, and it's not, I'm not saying it's okay, but uh, what I am saying is it's going to happen. We're, we're not, we're not perfect until we're called home to be with him. Um, so there, that's, that's the thing. It's not that you have to live this way or you're going to go to hell. Okay. No, what it means is. There's a verse, and, and it's it's my favorite verse. You probably know which one I'm going to say, but it's Galatians 5.17 because it says, The spirit is set against the flesh. The flesh is set against the spirit. They're opposed to one another to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. So here's, here's, my, here's my take on that and why it's my favorite verse. Before I was saved, before I had a relationship with Christ, I could go out and do anything and say anything and, and not have, not give it a minute's thought. It was fine. And I felt no, no struggle internally because there was no spirit internally. But when I made the decision that said, you know what, I'm going to stop living for myself. I'm going to live for Christ and, uh, I'm going to screw up. I'm never going to be perfect, but I will, I will listen. That little voice that you have inside your head. Now, when I do something and say, I still do and say stupid things, but there's a conviction internally that says, you know what? Maybe you need to rethink that. And that's the spirit. And so I, I'm glad that I feel that now because if I don't feel it, that means that the spirit, I, I'm not indwelled with the spirit, it means that I'm not saved. But that feeling of some people will think it's guilt. Some people will think it's, uh, you know, you knuckle, Matt, you knucklehead. That's the spirit. Yeah, man. That for sure, man. That's, uh, you know, dude, we can do probably 15 podcasts on. <laughs> All right. Well, this is part one. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for, for sure. I, I don't, I just love that, you know, my life now. I mean, I'm 39 years old, 
And I just, I just love talking about him, you know, and just because I'm going to say, man, he, God has changed my life, man. And I mean, and I will tell anybody that. And it's, I don't know, it's, my thing is kind of like this, you know, what do you have to lose? You know, if, if oh, you're yeah, like, I say that all the time, you know, if your life is not going the way you want it, then just give him a chance, give him a chance. Try that, you know? Well, and here's the thing about that though. I, we are not saying that your life is going to be perfect. No, no. Um, we're not saying that you, bad things aren't going to happen to you. We're not saying that your life is going to be void of challenges and rough spots and things that just absolutely suck. Um, because woe to the man, Joel Olstein, that tells you that. Because there's, a, I think there's a lot of people that think, well, yeah, man, everything's going just terrible. I'm having a crappy day, and every, man, I still have crappy days. I got yeah. a cold right now. I feel like crap. <laughs> you know, so that that is not uh, what we're talking about is not something that will take away all obstacles, all anything that could possibly hurt you or cause you grief or those things are going to happen. And as a matter of fact, things will probably get rougher. And they did for me anyway, because the things that I was doing before that I said were fine, I didn't have any problem with, okay? But now when I do things that are contrary to what I read in this book in front of me, and I have that internal conviction that says, you know, maybe you need to rethink the way what you're thinking or what you're saying or the way you're approaching something, um, that's tough, man. Yeah. And for the guys that think that you have to be a sissy to follow Jesus, um, I'll quote Luke nine twenty three. Pick up your cross daily and follow him. Yeah, and and see what that does to you. Yeah, it's just kind of like what you said, man. Like you know, when I wake up in the morning, and I put my feet on the floor, man. That the devil's already tugging at my shirt tail, man. Already, you know, it happens that quick. And and yeah, you're going to go through. You're going to go through some things and this and that. But, you know, God has got a purpose for each and every one of us, and he's got a plan. And you may you may go through some things, and then after it's all said and done, you'll have that aha moment. Like, hey, you know what? I had to go through this, but I stayed faithful to him, and look what the reward was, you know? Yeah. And that happens to me. That happens to me all the time. All the time. And, uh, well, you know, what like, you're, yeah. And what you, so real quick, because what you're talking about is, so when you're, you're going to face the same trials you faced before guys, yeah. I want you to know that you're going to face the same exact things you were facing before, but now you're going to look at them and say, okay, I have two ways that I can deal with this. Now I can deal with it the way I used to deal with it and get really pissed off and turn into a moron and, and be someone that nobody wants to be around, or I'm going to, I can give my joy away or I can say, you know what, man, this is the way it is. And I'm going to choose to be happy and positive because I know that whatever I'm going through, God has promised me that it's for my good and he's never going to leave me and he's never going to forsake me. And I'm going to come through this on the, on the other side of this challenge or whatever it is, this obstacle, whatever it is. 
and I am going, I'm going to learn something from it and I'm going to be a better servant for him because of it. You have to look at it that way because if you don't, you'll go nuts. Yeah, you know, uh, and it's just kind of like, you know, another thing, you know, as far as struggling, it's kind of like worry, you know, and I'm getting better. I used to be like one of the world's greatest worrier, if that's ever such a thing. And, then, (laughs) you know, and I I was told, you know, me and a a pastor was talking and, you know, and he's, he's told me, he said, you know what, you know, worry, he said, that means that you really don't have faith in the, mm. and I, like it, that god can handle that yeah. and i'm like whoa yep that's like yeah too, yeah thank yep. you for making me feel like crap uh, i call them that you know punching them <laughs> punching the mouth moments you know yeah. and i yeah that's what he's my right lip. yeah he is right you know that swole my lip up pretty hard there and um i was like aha yeah so well, you, you know, know you said something else um that whenever you're faced with uh like when you were in Iraq and there's things that you look at and you're like, I'm, I might not like just, I, I, I might, I might be dead. Right? right. And that's where you felt the closest to him. Um, Francis Chan said something. Um, he was, and I know you've listened to Francis too. We we've talked hours about Francis Chan, but yeah. um, he said that uh, there were some missionaries and, um, uh, Chinese, I think they were either, I don't know, they were Chinese and they weren't American missionaries. Um, but he had dinner with one of these guys that, uh, he was one of the missionaries that were captured by, um, Al Qaeda. Yeah. And they had him in this pit in this hole they were holding him for ransom. And, um, they said for every, Every, you know, 24 hours that goes by that we don't get whatever we're demanding, we're going to kill one of you. And so they got, and so they separated them and they, they took their Bible before they took their Bible, they would rip pages out and, and keep them folded up to where everybody had like a page or two of scripture. And, um, the pastor, the leader of this group said, uh, you know, whoever, whoever you kill i i go first because i'm the leader i'm the pastor and he said because he wasn't he knew where he was going he was fine with whatever he's he's not going to you know deny christ and um so they took one of the people out of the other pit and they beheaded them they killed him and another 24 hours they killed another one and then something happened like overnight there was a raid and they were rescued and um and, and so as it turned out, Francis Chan several years later was having dinner with this guy. And uh, the guy said, you know what's crazy is we get together as a group now, those of us who went through that, and we talk. And one of the guys said, you know, Pastor, you remember when we were in that hole and all we had was Scripture and we would just we would talk about Jesus and, you know, how even though we're like we will probably be dead the next morning, that we were just so... He's like, you remember how close we felt to him? He said, yeah. He goes, don't you wish we were back there? Yeah, man. And I was like, whoa. Because you get here and there's so many things that just, you know, there's kids and there's bills and there's work and there's this and there's that. And it just, it pushes him further and further and further out of your perception of needing him. Because in this country, we don't need for anything. 
No, man. You know, uh, I, I got asked this question one time, and and I, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, dude, but, you know, it's kind of like if you received a notice in the mail from God, and it said, Joey, you've got 15 days left on this earth. Would you change the way that you live your life right now? 100%. Yeah, dude. You know, that's food for thought there, man. And I know it. <laughs> I just uh, you didn't even have to finish asking asking the question uh, yeah. and I bet you would say the same thing oh yeah I'll, I'll, I mean yeah definitely definitely because a lot of things that we hold on to now man it, it's not going to be important you know the things that you worry about or it's not going to be important you know right. Right. and uh, you know I'll tell you the one thing you know I said you're gonna you're gonna wear those knees out because we're probably because every waking moment would probably pray you know but uh, well it's oh, like I said man there's a crossroad and I gave you the 45 not you but you the listening audience if you don't have that you know if you're wondering about Christianity or what this whole thing is or you know I've I've, I've gone to church or I said the little prayer when I was a kid I'm good. Um, that crossroad that I brought you to, do you believe it? That's the only thing that you have to, that's the only question you have to answer. Yeah, so, man. But that's talk good. about, um, so talk about how you got into speckle belly goose hunting because you weren't always a speck disaster like you are now. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, a wrecking crew, wrecking crew, man. Giggle chicken killer, man. Hey, <laughs> uh, no, a uh, a good buddy of mine that I went to war with, Darren Mickelson. You met Darren the first time you come up. Yep. Uh, we I didn't know who he was, and we met waiting for a phone to call home while we was overseas. And uh, long make a long story short is um, he was a uh, he had a t shirt on. You know, I can't remember if it was like a Richard Tone shirt or some kind of waterfowl company shirt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, you duck hunt and stuff. And so we just hit it off right off the bat. And um, I actually, when we got home from, from overseas, I went up to uh, his place, uh, which he's an outfitter. Um, it's called Lockton Cup um, Guiding Service out of Cash, Arkansas. He's the one that actually got me hooked on Speckability Geese. And um, he's a real close friend of mine. Uh, he's a brother man i mean and so um he's the one that actually gave me the dose of madness with some speckabillies and thank you um, darren yeah darren thank you buddy you know it's it's uh, because look i've shared layout blinds and pit blinds with you and we can be covered up in mallards and canadas and there could be one speck 10 miles off and you hear it and that's the only bird in the sky i mean the rest of them could light and get in the blind with us and that's what matt robertson hears and sees is the one speckled belly that's i've it kind of drives me nuts but i think it's cool too um (laughs) it's ridiculous man yeah it's like when we were in canada and uh i mean it's just you know it's like a smorgasbord of waterfowl and we got there, and, and actually our, um, I guess you could per se, the, the outfitter that we stayed at, uh, he was like, well, we really prominently don't have speckle bellies too much in this area of Saskatchewan. And um, 
And I'm like, huh? Dude, I heard the air come out of Matt when he said that. And so the first day we were there, you know, and, and man, there's just birds going in every direction. And dude, I heard it. Cuckoo! <laughs> and I said, man, did you hear that? Cuckoo! I said, oh, sookie, sookie, man. So I'm digging. With us. Dude, man, I'm digging. I'm, yeah, he's doing, look, man, it's kind of like Glagery Clower. You know, Santa Claus then brought him to me. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Red man, Riders. Yeah, Red Riders. So Santa Claus then brought him to me. So, yeah, <laughs> good Lord then brought them speckle bellies to me. And, man, I'm digging around looking for that call. And, uh, oh, man, I just. You found it. I found it. Put him on the deck. Put him on the deck, man. And, um, you know, and I, I'll talk about speckle belly calls, too. Yeah, go ahead. People ask me, you know, Matt, what, what speckle belly call did I use? It's, this is a very simple. It's the one you can blow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I... Um, if you're in speckle belly, if you're an, like an actual speckle belly hunter, and I'm not trying to hurt nobody's feelings, um, here it you, comes, huh? Here it comes. <laughs> um, if you're just going to buy a few decoys to pass some time for the next day to to duck hunt or whatnot, then you're really not a speckle belly hunter. You're it's. Because you, you're you're hunting them. I'm not saying you can't kill them. You know, they're doing more educating than they are killing them. I mean, yeah. but, uh, I, and I see it. You know, people, they put their decoys out like they're duck hunting. Um, and it, it's just a totally different animal. And for you guys that, that goose hunt, they're going, ha, ha, yeah, get them, Matt. You know, <laughs> but uh, calls, try not Anyway, calls. Yeah. Um, it's the one that you can blow. Um, there's a lot out on the market, you know, um, a speckle belly guys, you know, there's, uh, there's Ricelands. Everybody, you know, if you're a speckle belly hunter, you know what a Ricelands, um, uh, Vendetta, uh, Cole, um, Garrett Cole from Vendetta. Uh, those two companies are down there from, from your state, Joey, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know, Red Bone, um, uh, Scotty Smith makes a good one. Exciter. Yep. Uh, the, the Cadre. Um, he sure does. It makes a really good one. Um, and it's, um, it's, it's got those, what they call the whip, weapons grade gut system in it. It's kind of, you know, I mean, it's, it's the ones that you can blow. Uh, and, and it is it's just, you have to find one. And I mean, and you could spend as much money. It's like, like everything else. You can spend as much money on them as you want. But, Find you something out there that you can get a two-note yodel out of, a three-note yodel. That's the two basic calls that you have to learn before you start everything else. Is you got to learn a two-note yodel, you need to learn a three-note yodel, and then you can start your clucks and your murmurs and 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 that advanced stuff. But you know, and basically all I'm doing is is I'm carrying on a dialogue with them. Mm-hmm. You know. They see my decoys. He calls. 
I call back to him. It's kind of, and then, then you're just kind of like what you know. What'd you say? Do you know like turkey hunting? You know, yeah. How that turkey gobbles at you, and I'm just carrying on a dialogue with him. Now, if that if that lead speck is coming at me on a string, then I'm I'm totally quiet. You know, because I'm a little. He's bi- doing what you want him to do already. Yeah, he's doing what he's doing. All, yeah, uh, he's he's coming at you. So why throw? Why show him your hand that you're holding in your hand? I mean, if he's doing what you're doing, then why why keep barking at him? You know, and if they start drifting to the left or to the right, I may hit him back to get him back. You know, to straighten up. But um, that that is, I mean, it's. I call it the kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but you know, they're, they're not a very noisy bird to begin with. I mean, you can have 30, 40, 50 birds in a, in a field. They're not going to make a bunch of, not like snow geese. No, no, they're, they're not. They, they only get, uh, fired up when, you know, when another group is coming, you know, that's mm. when they really get to get to going and this and that is, but uh, if they're all sitting in the field, I mean, no, they're not making a bunch of racket, um, you know. Uh, well, you started talking about it. Let's talk about that Canada trip. All right. Um, Go ahead. Let's bring up. Let's <laughs> let's start. Let's talk. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. You, First, you, and, you and Joseph Edwards, y'all had a big laugh about it. Oh man! Yeah, Look, dude, you it's did. Just, it's just fun. The, the funniest part to me, there was two things two primary things that happened on that trip that I will take to the, just as just something that I remember for the rest of my life. Number one was Drew Brees seal, giving his life to Christ in the, in the garage of the outfitter we were staying with. That was, that's number one. That was the purpose of the trip, man. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I had him on the podcast, uh, day before yesterday and we talked about it. Um, oh, that's or awesome. maybe it was yesterday, but, uh, the second thing was, crossing the border and watching the police get policed <laughs> is just <laughs> uh, whoo, i mean when the, so when the the guys when the when the canadian mounties want to know why we were there and we told them and he wasn't buying our stories and he went and got his yellow legal pad out and started questioning everybody i i could feel your butt puckering behind me Man. Like when when old boy got his yellow legal pad out, and I just remember looking at Brian, and it was, dude, it was so funny watching Popo get Popoed. You know, I'll take my hats <laughs> off to that guy, man. He's doing his job. Yeah, he was. You know, but uh, man, <laughs> you know, oh man, I'm, I, which I have that, you know, I. You know, I'm a state trooper by God, you know, and, <laughs> you know, and I'm telling you while we're here and man, when that dude started interrogating us, you know, are, are you planning <laughs> on making money while you're here you know, off of your films? Stop, dude. We're in ministry. Oh man. I just, oh I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, but, uh, I've asked for forgiveness for that. You know, those so I'm 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 like Delmar, you know. Well, <laughs> my sins are washed away. That's my straight sins. and narrow from here on out, boys. <laughs> Including that piggly wiggly I knocked over in Yazoo. You know what? He forgave them. For, uh, he forgave me about that too. Yeah, man. 
That was just, I, I'm sorry, dude. We, I, I think we laughed about that for the next 45 to 50 miles after we finally pulled out of there. Oh, and then you remember they pulled Drew off to the side because he said he had DWIs in his past. I'm like, oh, my gosh, dude, we two days to get here. And I specifically asked everybody, hey, if there's anything you can't get in there, if you've no. got a DWI within the last year, I think it was, or something no, like no. that. No, that was back when Drew was like fourteen. Oh, no, he was he was twenty. We talked about it last night. As a matter of fact, oh, 20. he was twenty. The the drinking age, and he wasn't. He blew a point oh two. Yeah. Well, check this out. Well, not saying yeah. not, not saying that, that we run around with a bunch of misfits. No, you know, Brian, the camera guy, Brian. That's the one. He was the one I was worried about the okay. most. Check this out. Brian, not to bring up what Brian's done in his life, because we've all done some dumb stuff, but I'm like... Yeah, but he's done really stupid stuff. Well, I'm kind of <laughs> like, dude, are you kidding me on some things, you know? And and and, and, and so, but they bring they bring the cat back there in the back for a, oh, DW, yeah. for a DWI that he had like, you know... In, ten years ago. Ten years ago. But we have another cat over here that's, I mean, that's a hoodlum. And he, hey, I mean, a hood rat. Cat. Yeah. So that's what rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> it's kind of like, whoa, hold up on that car wash, boys. You know? Oh, man. That, yeah. I, Matt, I, could, I don't think that I've laughed as hard and as much as I did on that trip. And you remember that? I think it was like the second to last day when just stuff just was not going right and i'm like nope y'all leave me in the field i'm gonna turn the field upside down i'm gonna set it up i'm gonna fix our hide y'all just leave me alone for a little while you remember that oh yeah uh me and uh neil went to uh, upland bird hunting we limited out on uh whatever them things are that we killed partridge yeah dude and a sharp-tailed grouse yeah yeah oh yeah that was awesome but that that trip man that was like because going up there we're like, man, we're going to Canada. We're going to smash them. We're going to, you know, we're going to, and like God has done several times in the past, when you get outside of, okay, this, that's not why you guys are going. I mean, we did okay. Um, but he has a way of breaking it down and let me show you why you're really here. Right. And it's just <laughs> that, uh, we were in the garage and, you know, we're like, all right, well, we can do this the night, the last morning and we can do this or we can do that. And you're like, uh, hey, hold up, guys. I just want to remind y'all of why we're here and what we're supposed to be doing and the whole purpose of our ministry and why I'm here with you and everything. Else. And you remember, we look over at Drew and he's bawling. I'm like, oh, what yeah, did man. Matt just say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just, it was good. And he's doing so good, man. That's awesome, you know. And, um, <sighs> He, he's he's a very very uh, like again you know again man i'm just blessed that god put him in my path you know and i and i i can actually i'm blessed to call him a, a friend you know yeah yeah, yeah. man um well we told you, other stories we told state trooper stories oh here we go state trooper no i'm stories. not -uh. i'm not gonna say him no 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 i'm not good <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No. What's going on with the uh, What's going on with the CWA chapter? Uh yeah, you know what's which they have their big uh, festival coming up in this weekend, the uh, the International CWA uh, Festival over there in um, Solemn Springs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got Godwin's going to be their speaker this year at the banquet and duck calling contest and and uh, speckle belly calling contest and but I, I'm not actually going to be able to attend this year because um, um, of course you know we have flooding you know the Arkansas yeah. River and all that kind of stuff this and that so I'm going to be working and uh, so we need man to keep, just a crazy amount of water dude. oh yeah man you know you know so we need to keep all of those people that are affected by the by the floods and uh, not only here in arkansas but other states and oh man you know, oklahoma it's terrible yeah uh, so we need to keep all those you know them people in their in our prayers and man it's just it's you know it's just man it's it's a it's it's a horrible thing man and my heart goes out to each and every one of them and uh but uh no or, what i was going to you remember when you first come down We'll talk about this just for a second. When y'all filmed, when y'all filmed Project Identity, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, Matt, we're going to do this and going to, you know, this and this and all that." And I remember talking to my wife, and she was like, "Now you make sure you don't stutter, and you make sure you don't this and that." And so I go through the whole thing, and it's you didn't going, stutter, and it's going through all right. And so whenever y'all sent me that thing back, and I was playing it, and I was like, "Hey, here it goes, this and this and all that." And then she said, she goes, <laughs> she, and, and, and at the end of it, it's like, you know, I'm a husband, uh, you know, I'm a goose hunter, but my, whatever, but my true identity is in, in Jesus no, Christ. No, you didn't say husband. That was the problem. No, she said, yeah. She goes, well, you didn't mention me. And so, hey, Jamie, is I love you. I am so blessed to have you as my wife, <laughs> so so the world can hear. Yeah, I'm gonna, edit, I'm gonna edit it out anyway, dude. Don't, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't, dude. Don't, man. But no. what, uh, what what do you and Edwards have cooked up? Because I saw um, either you posted something or he did um, about a hunt. Yeah, you know he does those duck uh, those uh, those duck build, boat builds and um um. He actually had put to, uh, together a boat, and he the last time he come up, you know, and he does these raffles periodically throughout the year, this and that. And I, the last time he come up, I was like, hey, I said, um, you know, how about we do this? I'll want to donate a weekend whenever you normally come up. It's kind of like you know when you when the passion of pursuit comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, whenever you normally come up, let's raffle that weekend off, and then I will take you know whoever wins the boat. They're going to get a two day hunt with me, and uh, we'll speckle belly hunt. Um, and you know, if there's ducks, we'll kill ducks too. Whatever. Um, so anyway, the the money, the donations for the for the ticket for the boat and a two day duck hunt or a two day hunt here in Arkansas. It's 50 bucks, dude. You can't beat that with a stick, mm-hmm. you know, but that money is going toward 
we're, we're going to help a family with some of the cost of adopting, you know, for an adoption of a child, man. Oh, that's and, great. And so, um, so yeah, you can go to Hipster Woodsman um, and uh, get on those. I think we got like 20 tickets left. I think we only sold or we're only having 500 tickets. And so we only got like 20 left. And, wow. Uh, yeah, man. And so we're going to. Dude, uh, that's great. Yeah, man. So we're going to, I think he's going to raffle that. The raffle is going to end on the 15th. And so if, man, what an opportunity, dude. You're going to get a boat and a two-day hunt here in Arkansas. with, and you, and you can bring a buddy. So when you come to Arkansas, you'll get to bring a buddy. And, like, your lodging and your meals is all paid for. Only thing you, I think that you have to be out coming to Arkansas is uh, just gas getting here. I think everything else is covered. So License? Uh, I think so, man. Man, uh, that's awesome. So, uh, I mean, yeah. So, you, man, like for fifty bucks, I mean, and, and it's like I said, it and the money is going toward a family that, that's you know that's uh, in the adoption process and helping with some costs with the adoption. And, and dude, so, in the day and age where we're trying to figure out how can we kill babies after they're born, right, man? You know, that's uh, just such a good cause. Yeah, it is, man, and uh, I love. I love them guys, um, you know, Joseph um, and the hipster guys. I mean, he's very, very talented with a camera. And, oh, he's crazy good. And, um, you know, um, it's kind of weird because I'm surrounded by camera guys. You know, I've got, you Tell know, Brian. Yeah, Brian um, that, that comes and, you know, that comes along. And then, you know, Joseph Edwards and the hipster, you know, is coming along. And, um this year, uh, I think Drew Drew Seals is coming. Yep. And um, so, man, I'm 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 super 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 pumped um, about this year. And um, so, um, like you said, man, if you if someone ever wants to come and hunt, man, they're always welcome. They're always welcome, and and um, uh, I, I'd love to have you. Um, I'm not an outfitter anymore. I mean, I don't do it. I don't do it for money. Um, I just uh, you're going to hear you're going to hear the word of Christ, man. Yep. And if you don't want to hear it, don't come. No, I mean, because uh, hmm. and and I'm not I'm not bragging, man, or nothing, this and that. I mean, you just you know how you you know how quick that those days you know how quick those those days fill up. Yeah. And, and uh, my cam my calendar gets pretty full, and um, which I'm blessed because uh, I every day that I'm out in the field I'm I'm talking about Jesus and uh, and I, again you know like I said earlier when I when I go before the Lord He can say you know what Matt you know you had sixty people that hunted with you in 2019 and you spoke of my name every day and uh, well done you know the dude. That's what it's about for for me, and um, and I'll tell you this: uh, what has I mean? We could talk about decoys and calls and this and that, but whenever I started integrating Christ in my hunts, that's when I started getting more and more successful. Um, as far as 
bag limits and uh and i just give it all the honor and glory to him you know and well uh, and you, but so and here's the other side to that coin um I've had way better hunts that I can remember before I was saved, and I've had some pretty crappy hunts since then. But I have always not. Uh, my focus has shifted. Um, here, here's here's the thing that I feel like when we get out there um, is that all of the things like that story I told you that Francis Chan said about you know when we're in those dire straits, that's when, that's when we feel the closest to Christ, right? To we feel. We feel um, necessary. We feel that God is necessary when we're in those challenging spots. Um, but when we get here and we have all those distractions and all those things that are constantly pulling us in fifteen other directions, that He just becomes an afterthought. Um, the reason that hunting, uh, especially waterfowl hunting, I think, is so effective not only as a ministry tool, but just like one-on-one for me personally with, with Christ is because I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm not thinking about work. I'm not thinking about, you know, cell phones and emails and, and, you know, all of the labels that get put on me every single day and, and expectations. And, you know, I, the, the further and further I get away from that, the closer and closer I get to him. Just like those guys are in that pit that were like, you know, they may kill me tomorrow. And, but that's the, that's the closest we've felt to him. And I had a, I got a buddy that's in DeWitt, Arkansas, Heath Whitmore. And he said, like, I think it was in the second episode that we filmed. He said that, um, the reason he feels that hunting is, is so good for, your, your spirituality is because it is the closest that we can get as humans to what the world was like before the fall of man. Like yeah. when you're, you're surrounded by nature, whether you're a deer hunter, turkey hunter, what it the duck hunter, goose hunter, it doesn't matter. The ducks are the same. The good, the animals are still the same. Nature is the same. And you leave all that other stuff behind you. And my point in saying that is when you guys get out, whoever's listening, you guys get out into the field and however you're wired, I I don't, I mean, I care, but I'm going to say, I don't care. It's not the point of the story. Um, when you get set up again, when you take the field again, take a few minutes and try to figure out exactly why God has you in that spot right there at that time. He is reaching out to you. That tug that you feel at your heart, if you would just stop for five seconds and realize why you're there, I guarantee you, you will experience him. Oh, yeah. You know, like what we're talking about as far as I said that, you know, the, my success in the field has, you know, when I've integrated Christ as part of my hunt. Uh, but, you know, the days that I haven't, like, actually smashed them, there's always something about that hunt that I remember, and I still remember to this day. And uh, and that's what makes it successful. That's what makes it successful. Just like our trip to Canada, and I'm sure that you and you and Drew talked about this. You know, it's kind of like, dude, did we drive two thousand miles for Drew to get saved? Absolutely. Yep. You know. Yeah. And uh, you know, when I come home, you know, it, it was kind of like, you know, well, how many? 
How many did y'all kill? Did you stack them up like cordwood? You know, no, not really, man. Well, did y'all not go to Canada? Yep. Well, what happened? Dude, one of the guys that was with us got saved. And it's like silent. You know? It doesn't compute. <laughs> no, dude. Uh, I, th- at that point, man, it did not matter. It didn't. That that in that little garage thing that night, when we're all sitting there, man, just laying hands on each other and crying, you know. And then Mr. Lee, uh, he hates it when I call him Mr. Lee. But when Lee calks out and go, he's because he was cooking. He goes, "What did I miss?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> oh man, oh, Lee. Lee Green, I love you, brother, with them super, what'd you call them, them super galactic supersonics? Super intergalactic whammy shells? Yeah. Uh, hey, man, I had a pocket full of whammy shells. Remember that mallard hen that was getting out? You know, I did, dude. And I listened to um, the Apex podcast. And, yeah. And uh, just to touch on that, man, is yes, they are expensive. They are expensive shells, and it's kind of like Sitka. It, it is expensive, but here's the thing: it's it it's just buy, buy you a few, buy you a box, and shoot them, and um, you will see a world of difference. I mean, it's just it is crazy, crazy what that man and his staff are doing with shotgun shells. Huh. You know. And when you listen, so you listen to the podcast, you heard like the, the science behind. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's going into, I'm like, whoa, yeah. all I know is there's a mallard hen that was, uh, you tell me how far it was. Cause I'm not going to throw a number out. You tell me how far you think that hen was going uh, away. That, that, that hen out of the hole was a, it was a good, probably 55, 60 yards, maybe. Yeah. And I'm not exaggerating. I mean, it was. It was one of those shots that you would shoot with like a dry lock Super X that you would be like high-fiving if you, you know, cut a feather off of her, you know, like, ha-ha, you know, mm-hmm. don't come out of here, you know, mm-hmm. they'll come back. But that duck was dead before it hit the ground. Yeah, and you I know? counted steps from where I picked her up to my layout blind, and it was almost 70 yards because yeah. she was going away, so I hit her at probably fifty-five or sixty, See, and she right fell another ten. Yeah, I, I, that's that was one of the. I've seen some pretty impressive shots in my day. That that was that was impressive. That well, was and I'm not sitting here saying that I thought I, I knew that I was going to hit her, but I mean, I had I held the bead under, her and you know she fell. So <laughs> yeah, it's just you know. Um, that TSS stuff, dude, is is there's just, something to it, dude. I'm telling yeah, you, yeah, it is, man. And you know, like I said, that guy, his staff, and, and what they do with the shotgun shells and the technology behind it is just phenomenal. I mean, oh, it's just amazing. absolutely phenomenal. It's kind of like Joseph Edwards's duck boat. <laughs> yeah, he's got a dope duck boat, dude. Oh, dude. I, you know, whenever he comes down and he pulls that, that trailer around and, yeah, uh, yeah, I told him this year, man, just, 
just bring your boat. Let, let's <laughs> let's let everybody just ooze and eyes over this boat, you know. Oh, people but, are wrecked looking at that trailer. They do. That's that's a pretty sweet trailer, you know. I want well, to get mine. I want to get mine wrapped. I want like speck of bellies all around it. Something. <laughs> that's funny, dude. Giggle chicken wagon. Giggle chicken express. Yeah, that's it, man. So yeah. I am going to. Uh, what else did you want to talk about that we didn't? That we missed anything? No, man. It's just um, just glad that you have me. I um, it's kind of like this morning, dude. Whenever you put me, like whenever you text me and said, "Hey, dude, you want to be on the podcast?" I'm like, I like, man, I really feel sorry for you, dude, because you're like scraping the bottom of the barrel by putting <laughs> me on here. Negative. <laughs> negative joseph edwards said uh he met y'all y'all met him in the morning like 4 a.m and you know his buddies all fired up and talking he said matt just walked up to the trunk and said shut just shut your mouth shut your mouth i shut, pulled shut the your old, mouth. i pulled the old stepbrothers on him yeah uh, dakota <laughs> i love dakota man and uh i i met him at the the Exxon, you know, the Exxon yep. where we meet at. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we met at the Exxon and I hopped out and it was pouring rain. And I mean, pouring rain that day. I looked at the forecast and I was like, hmm. Oh, crap. You know, <laughs> like, where am I going to hunt them? I, I can't hunt them in a laydown blind because we're, you know what I mean? That, that would be miserable. I was on the phone with you the night before that, I think. Yeah. And uh, so the only possible way that we could actually hunt is in that pit. The, you know, you hunted it this year. Yeah. Yeah. And so I could pull the roll top over so it could kind of keep us somewhat dry. Yeah. And uh, so they asked me, they told me, said, what do you want us to bring? I said, a good attitude and waterproof Sitka. <laughs> and that's been a punchline. Y'all have made fun of that. Y'all have made fun of Dude, I have not made well. fun of it. I have not made fun of it. I think it's the funniest thing I've ever heard. I told them, I said, they asked me what they, what should we bring? I said, a good attitude and waterproof Sitka. And, uh, and I, both of those are serious. We're not kidding with either one of those. No, no, I'm not. I mean, the conditions that day was probably the worst that I hunted in all year. Uh, it's just, it was horrible. But, uh, anyway, so I get out of the truck and Dakota's going 90 to nothing. <laughs> I go, I go, shut, 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 just shut your mouth, shut your mouth, shut your, just, just shut your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. So I got that off of Step Brothers in that, when they, uh, the job interview with Pam. Pam and, Pam, Pam, are you, oh, two yeah. M's. Oh, two M's. Okay, oh. And then he goes, hello, Miss Lady. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can, uh, uh, I think I can clear up the Pan Pam. Yeah. That's so funny. That the that's what keeps me. Oh my gosh, dude! Road trips with you are just insane. But if you're gonna hunt with Matt Robertson, bring a good attitude and Sitka gear. Oh, dude! No. Now we're gonna tell stories. I'll tell you this one right here. So All I right. had Joey and Matt Peel. This cat was like from up there around Maine or something like that. Maryland, Maryland. And so, anyway, another day just brutal conditions and so i've got wait now we had exactly zero ducks coming to the decoys so far zero i ducks. know the story i know the story you're getting ready to tell yeah 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 so matt peel and his friend and joey's got these brand new shotguns 
and uh, these Rite, is that how you pronounce them, Rite? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, shotguns. And so, anyway, so they got, they're over there oohing and on over these new shotguns they got sent to them and this and that. Well, here comes this Mallard Drake, and he's he's just lollygagging around over there, and it's like the USS Missouri. <laughs> they, as that guy from Apex said, they pulled him to the plug. <laughs> We did. And, and so I'm over going, I'm over there grunt, yelling, yeah, shoot them new shotguns. And I thought Matt Peel was going to die laughing. Yeah, you remember we left that uh, that hole, and I had to sit on the blind while I gave his buddy my, my waiters to get back that's, to the – and then true. Matt had to bring me my waiters out, and I walked back. That's a friend right there, man. Give you the that waiters off of his feet. Yeah, y'all shot them new shotguns. Oh, dude, we didn't go there to not shoot them. Nope, pull them. Yeah, 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 pull them to the plug. That's for sure. Pull it to the plug. That's right. Well, brother, I yeah. cannot wait to uh, come back up for the opener of Speckle Belly season. And uh, I just, I, I love talking to you, man. It's uplifting. Um, I, I, I really do uh, admire your faithfulness. And um, I just. Just thank God every day that he had our paths cross. Yeah, man. Uh, like I said, um, it's uh, if you if if y'all want to come and hunt, y'all are more than welcome. You know. Yeah, I'm gonna put all your contact information in the show notes, so uh, you know, if people yeah. log on and they get to the episode, they'll 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 have all your your coordinates. Sweet, brother. Dude, thank you so much for having me. I hope I didn't uh, bore you too much or whatever, dude. You know, never bored. I just, no, man. It's just uh, like I said, man. It's it's an honor that you asked me to, to be a part of it, man. So I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, man. Uh, tell Jamie I said hi. I love her. Tell my little tiger. I hope her head feels better. I sure will, man. I sure will. And yeah, I've love. got a, I've got an awesome wife, man blessed to have her yeah you really you as we say <laughs> you have outkicked your coverage <laughs> i sure did man she's one of god god definitely broke the mold when he made her man yeah man super blessed all right brother i appreciate it man i'll be talking to you soon yeah man thank you so much joy all right dude love you man love you too bud all right bro Thank you, Matt, for stopping in. Always love spending time with you, and I'm looking forward to shooting giggle chickens on opening day this year uh, up in Arkansas. Uh, we'd like to also thank Edge Duck Boats, the Hatsu Outboard, Dorite Shotguns, Apex Ammunition, and Sitka Outdoors for supporting Passionate Pursuit and Revelation Outdoors Waterfowl Ministry and this podcast. Without the help of these companies, we cannot do what we do, so I humbly ask you, our listening audience, to support the companies that support us. We appreciate it. Finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave us a five-star rating wherever you listen. It helps us to continue climbing up the charts and the rankings. And if you wouldn't mind, please share the show with a hunting buddy. We really appreciate that as well. That's all the time we have. Until next episode, bye-bye, y'all. <laughs>